Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey, guys. It is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino-style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere, and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hello and welcome to the Blues Focus podcast with me, your host, John Graham. Thank you once again for joining us on this pod. Today I have got with me uh, Tom Oxman from uh, obviously our usual podcast and a very special guest um, an absolute legend of the club who played for Blues for many, many years, well over a decade, Colin Doyle. So, yeah, over the course of the next sort of 40 minutes, we're going to sort of go through Colin's career with Blues, how it all started, key moments, hopefully a few sort of interesting insights over, you know, many, many years and a few managers. So, uh, yeah, great to have you all here. So, uh, Colin, thanks for joining us. How are you going? Yeah, I'm good. Yeah, it's good to be here. Uh still still trying to play along so no I'm enjoying obviously it's tough times at the moment with the lockdown and people but no it's got to try and stay positive and we'll get through it yeah for sure I, I think you know everybody's everybody's feeling it and that's sort of you know, not just blues fans, but just in general, the, the lack of being able, you know, being able to go and actually watch games live is just, yeah, not great. But hey, we, we're getting to watch them, so it's not all bad. And uh, certainly from a blues point of view, the last mm-hmm. couple of performances have been all right. But uh, anyway, the reason we're here, we, this is it's a great opportunity for all the fans to sort of understand, I guess, your journey. Um, so. When you started out, was was football always your passion, or, or was there anything else that you sort of enjoyed and, and sort of excelled in? Uh, I used to obviously been in Ireland. You're brought up on soccer, we called it, and uh, Gaelic football in Harlem. Yeah, GA sports. So I played that as well with my local team. And but I always, I always wanted to be a professional footballer from from when I was a young kid. I idolised Peter Schmeichel when I was younger. Okay. Been, been a Man U fan. Been, been living in Ireland. You're either Man U, Liverpool, or Arsenal. <laughs> you get the odd Leedsman as well. So, uh, yeah, it was. I always wanted to be a professional footballer, and luckily enough, and I, I ended up do, living my dream really. So yeah, uh, and and still in it as as well. And no, it's it's 
it's good. I I like the GA for the GA the Gaelic football in Ireland as well, but it's as soon as I had a chance to move away, it was tough to move away because moving to a different country when I was fifteen was was difficult, leaving all my family behind. But uh, it was something I wanted to do and I wanted to try. Yeah, and, and were you a keeper in in sort of Gaelic or were, were you? Uh... No, no, I was. Uh, <laughs> I was a I was a fullback in Ireland. Okay, which is sort of position right in front of the keeper. And yeah. in Gaelic football, I was a midfielder. Okay, so, wow. Uh, I always remember coming to Birmingham and trial at the time. Did uh, it was sort of coming to the end of their season. It was before we were going back into the following season. And I did a few few runs. Yeah, and it was and I was actually at the front of the running. So they were thinking, right, <laughs> it'll do for us. Don't know what the goalkeeping ability was like, but you could run, so you'll do it for us. So uh, uh, they were shot, but yeah, it's it's one of those. It's a massive pitch when you play Gaelic football and playing the midfield. You got to run up and down. So it was yeah. Uh, soon, uh, we soon we running soon went after after I went went into football. So when, when you were sort of playing um, for for Douglas Hall, what, what, yeah. was there were there was there other interest? Obviously, what how did Blues find you for for a start? I mean, uh, it seems I, a bit I, I'm random. Not sure, I'm, not, I'm not sure. Like, should should say this one because uh, Douglas Hall, I started when I was eight, but I'm six foot. I'm six foot five now. Obviously, I was six foot five when I was eight, but I was always quite tall for my age. Yeah. So I've always I've always played. So I'd play for the under-11s, but I'd also play for the under-12s. Oh, yeah. So I'd always play with two teams, but I was actually in goal for one team and centre-back for the other team. Wow. So it actually su- su- suited me all right. Uh, and it was actually the team who I was playing centre-half for, my younger team, goalkeeper left. So I was being a goalkeeper for the other side, so I'll go in goal. And I think we were playing Leeds, which is the local team in, in Cork as well, not Leeds United. Uh against them, played well, not realising there was an Aston Villa scout there. Uh, okay, trade, trade carefully, trade carefully. So, uh, went to Aston Villa, he sent me over to Aston Villa for, went probably three or four times on and off. Uh, sorry, my dogs are playing out. Went, 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 in, went over there for a few times on and off. Uh, and then Nothing sort of came of it. Uh, went to Leicester uh, on trial, and while I was at Leicester, my mom got a phone call off Blues saying, "Would we're looking for another sixteen keeper for next season? Would you come? Would your son come over?" And she's obviously, he's obviously in Leicester. You can come another time. I think how they got the number was they actually phoned Aston Villa could have recommend any keepers that that they had on their books, gave my number, I went over for a week and they offered me a scholarship. So it, it was uh, I'm brilliant. It was a bit of a weird story. So uh, no, I'm glad glad it happened that way. Yeah, aren't we all? Crikey. Um so so how how was the that transition? You said you were sort of fifteen. I mean that that is a that's a big old move at such a young age. How did you adapt? How was it? Yeah, it was tough. To, uh, I've never, I've never left home before. Do you know what I mean? When when I was that age, so uh, I've always had my mum, my dad, and my, my two brothers around me. So I'm the youngest of three, two brothers. Uh, so 
it was it was difficult to leave them behind because I had no family whatsoever in England. So yeah. it was literally, yeah, we want to offer you a scholarship. My mom, mom didn't want to let me go. <laughs> uh, <laughs> God bless her. Uh, we saw my brother said, look, you got to let him go. He's obviously wants to, wants to live his dream. So uh, I remember going to the airport, my friends were there, my family were there. Everyone was bawling their eyes out when I was leaving, going on a flight by myself. And at 15 was... I've never been on a plane by myself, so that was daunting <laughs> enough. So, uh, no, it's, club were great to me. They put me in with a family up in Diggs in, in Shirley, and I'm still in contact okay. with, them, with, with them these days. And They were great to me. The, the, the two other keepers, Clint Davis and Neil Barnes at the time, were, were were in the Diggs as well. So that was a great help, having other lads there. But No, it was, it was, it was great, but it was, yeah, it was daunting at the, at the start. Yeah, and, and was it was it Francis, uh, Trevor Francis' manager when you first sort of came across? Yeah, Trevor Francis was uh, manager. Brian Eastick was the academy manager. Yeah, uh, yeah. I just come over. It was actually Nigel Spink was the goalie coach at the time for the academy. So done a few sessions with him. Uh, he obviously recommended Brian to for me to sign. Come over the summer of two thousand and one, I think it was. Yeah, uh, and I think two months into the season, did Francis get sacked and Brucey then come in? So, uh, Brucey come in, and then that year we ended up getting promoted through Darren Carter's penalty. So, yeah, uh, that was that was a mistake of of the countless managers. <laughs> <laughs> Still going on now, mate. That's it. <laughs> And, and just just from that, I mean, was there <clears throat> was there sort of notable differences? I mean, obviously the backroom staff will change when when new managers come in, but were, were, the, were the new managers and when Brucey came in, was he at pains to try and get to know you personally pretty quickly, did, or, or was it obviously still a young player at that time? How, how did that sort of transition affect you? Uh, at the start, no, nothing at all, really, because. I was only 16 at the time. I never really sure. had any sort of doings with the first team. The only sort of doings you might with the first team at that age was maybe a shooting session or towards the end of a session, they might need a keeper over. So they'll send yeah. one lad over, a young lad over to do a bit of shooting with the first, with the front lads. Uh, so you don't really have day-to-day outings with manager. Uh, but... <clears throat> Uh, no, it was, it's, and it's always a hard question. Everyone says, oh, what was this manager? What's the difference between the two? Everyone's different. Everyone's got their traits and their faults, but it's, they are what they are. Look, Bruce is obviously a, a top manager. He's still managing the Premier League today. So, yeah, uh, it's, yeah it's, it's one of them where you just, you, it happens. It's football managers' life shelf at, at one club now is, I'd say, couple of years max two three years yeah. max these days so it's, yeah it's as a footballer it's, it's, it's not certainly not anything new yeah and and in those early days you you, sort of, you went on loan to to chester and then sort of on to millwall how how was that would you say that was a you know good for your development and i, I think rumor at the time was when you're at millwall there was potentially an opportunity to maybe stay there um, so how did those loan moves go? Was it good for your development? A hundred percent. I started off 
just a month at Chester. I was, I think I might have been 17 at the time. I went and played, uh, I think it was LDV Vans, which was my, my first ever uh, professional game. So uh, that was good. It was just a month, but it was different because I was never playing professional football. Well, I was playing professional football. I was never involved with a first team. Yeah. Where th- this was going every day, day to day training, traveling, playing in League Two. It's, it was. It was certainly to help my development. I, th- I think I came back after the month. Uh, I'm not sure whether it was injury, one of so I had to come back anyway. And then I went back out, sort of back end of that year. I think I went to Forest. Yeah. And that was a that was a real, a real uh, good development for me. Just as again training every day with this was the, the championship, so it was just it just benefit me. So for any young kid that out there get get your experience by playing football as early as you can and, and build from that so no it was it was fantastic at Forest I think I ended up playing uh, five or six games for the back end of the season they went they went down and they, I was supposed to go back the following season with under Megson to play for the full season but they they blues onto the callback which they couldn't have in the contrast so that got cancelled and then the Millwall one when he said the following year was I went there, played. I think it was 15, 15 games. I saw in the championship again, and yeah. they wanted they wanted to make it permanent. But in the end, Birmingham offered me a new deal. Birmingham got relegated into the championship. Yeah, and uh, I was told I'd be I'd be involved. So it was it was a no brainer that I was I was only going to stay. And and and, a, and, a, and at that sort of time when they said you know you 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 know you're going to figure. Then um, I think how did that then develop into you break into the first team and and how did that sort of I guess sort of evolve for you? So I was always sort of in and around training at, at that age. Then I think I was eighteen. I was always sort of training with the the goalies. So I'd always go out with there with me, Mike Taylor, uh, Nico Vassen, and Ian Bennett. So we'd always go out and train with with Nigel Spinks at the time, uh, and and do the goalie for an hour, and then they go off to the first team. I was going off to the reserves, so I always done that. And then it was a bit when I come back from Millwall. I think Benno and Nico were out of contract, so I think yeah. they both got released and let go, and. Uh, I was obviously coming out of contract as well, but because I played in the championship and done okay, and I was 19 at the time, 20, so they thought they'd offer me a new deal and, and be involved. I think the plan was obviously Mike play, Mike Taylor play, and me sort of be understudy, and that was till the start of the season. Then I, I got on the team towards the back end of the season and stayed in, and we ended up getting promoted back to the Premier League, which was, which was fantastic. Yeah. And as far as um, with, with Mike Taylor... Was it sort of healthy rivalry, or was it? Yeah, how did how was that? Because I I think it, it, from the outside looking in, and maybe it's just me. I, I think you know the, it's very cutthroat professional sports, and obviously, you know, Mike had been there a, quite a long time, and I think you were definitely viewed as that sort of you know the, you were you were definitely going to sort of I think overtake him. So, but how was that sort of day to day? Was there any any, no, any undertones? No, there's not. I think it's true about keepers. It's very uh, rarely there's bad blood between keepers. You might see it now and again. I think off my top of my head was it 
Almunia and Lehman, there was a bit of bad blood between, but other, I can't think of any. Like they call it the goalies' union, and, and it's there's no official clan or thing. You're saying you're in the goalies' union, but it's just it is because you're with each other day to day in training. You'll always start training together, and you're with each other's company for at least a good hour before you join over with the lads. Yeah. So you just yeah you just you just strike up friendships I and mean, friends with them till today do you know what I mean so yeah uh, we play golf together we we night out just it's just one of that thing you 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 always seem to get on on together keepers have a special bond and uh, yeah most keepers do it's just yeah yeah there's obviously healthy competition and he wants to play and I want to play but as you said there's only one jersey but. If he's playing, you support him. If I'm playing, he supports me. And it's at the end of the day, if, if the team's winning, then then you'll stay in the team and, and you're doing well. So it's, it's just as long as the team are winning, that was the main thing. Yeah. And Tom, what, what, what were your sort of memories when Colin came into the into the team? What, what uh, I guess from your point of view and, and sort of seeing your thoughts on maybe some of Colin's memories from when he when he broke into the team and for the next Tom few was seasons. probably about six years old when I broke into <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I've 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 got a granddad who has drilled me into the culture of blues over the years. So I, I know I know a lot about your career <laughs> despite being young. Um, I've got all the season reviews on DVD as well, so uh, I've watched them over. For me personally, I think my my favourite memory of you from what I've watched is definitely that Wolves game in 2007. Um, easily, probably my favourite performance of yours. Um, obviously, saving the penalty against the guy who I think the season before had the best penalty record in the championship. Can't remember his name, the Wolves player, but uh, yeah, no, uh, and then obviously, uh, much much later down the years, there was that uh, Chelsea away game um, where oh, he saved penalty there as well, through one one. So those are my personal highlights um, from your career, but uh, yeah, I was definitely very young uh, around those times, but I, I know my fair bit. <laughs> Not long ago, I think, because I think we played a replay, and I think it was Di Matteo was manager. Uh, yeah, it was a uh, VS Boas, I think. Villa Boas was a Villa Boas. Yeah. Uh, so I remember, I think they ended up winning the Champions League that year. Yeah, because uh, Di Matteo took over yeah. when uh, he so, was yeah. So surely, surely that. That makes us nearly, you know, all, all those champions of Europe based on Exactly, yeah. Moments, you know, yeah. I'll, I'll take that. <laughs> I mean, the replay it itself, the, the replay, one matter it was, and he oh, ended up okay. taking the one in the replay as well, and I saved the one in the replay, which was <laughs> which was good, and he come over to me after the after the game and shook me hand and gave me a smile, and I ended up swapping his jersey, and I got oh, his jersey, he took mine, so it was, no, it was a nice memory to have, and so I think my lad keeps telling me they're on YouTube and that's so. Uh, no, no it's, it was it was it was good times. Good times they were. Yeah, did, did, with, with sort of penalties, were you ever the the keeper that give you a bit of chirp, a bit of banter, you know, before they, they were going to take the penalty, or were you just sort of man a few words? Did you get involved or not? Yeah, you you, you sort of you try to. You just sort of try and get to your head. You walk up to the ball. I think it was the Wolves one. Uh, I 
tried to sort of walk up to the player once, just sort of just before not before he was taken, as he placed the ball, and but the referee sort of put me back in my line straight away, telling me get back, and you just sort of speak, try and put, I know where you're going and stuff like that. But uh, no, I think back then, it's obviously penalties now, it's totally different, isn't it? It's, you, yeah. you can't even you can't even come <laughs> off your line an inch. It's it's absolutely ridiculous. But sort of back then, it might. I used to have a little tactic where I don't really do it anymore, where I used to sort of leave a bigger gap to one sort of side, not a massive, yeah. just just a little bit. Yeah. I sort of knew knew where I was sort of going even before he was hitting it, and I'd done that that day, and, and obviously it worked. But now, so much video analysis in, in yeah. games now, it's like before you play a game, now it's you get a video of all the penalty takers and whoever's taken it, he left five penalties dating back, counting backwards and someone else and you look at him, you've sort of got in your head which which way you're going because you think mm. he's well, he's gone there twice, he's gone there three times and he's going to go the other way. Yeah. So that's it's, what it is now. It's, it's, it's very tactical football now whereas back in the day it was just, <laughs> I'm saying back in the day, I'm still in 35 but you, you, you know what I mean, there, was, there wasn't much video, it was just rock up, play the game, try and win and move on to the next where now it's video meetings and and all that so it's not it's, yeah. it's, it's good it's funny you say that actually because um I, i'm a football scout uh aside yeah. from the podcast and I, when i watched the highlights again recently i saw you take that little step to your left and uh uh, I thought that was quite interesting, and then uh, obviously as soon as you ran up, you jumped, and then you saved it. Uh, took that little side step, and I thought it was really clever. Uh, you don't really see keepers do that too many times nowadays. I don't think you can because <laughs> you'd be running no. back on your line, and it'd be a retake. But no, the rules now are fast. It's technology in game. Sometimes it can ruin the game. Now, kind of with this VAR, and some might say help. Sometimes it doesn't. But especially the goal, how how can you end up? It's physically impossible to dive across on a, on a line, or you need yeah. a step forward. Even when you're diving in a normal shot, you have to take a step yeah. to push off to be able to push. Otherwise, you, you you're not going to save. And obviously, they're giving the advantage to attacker uh, big time. But look, rules are rules, and I'm sure they'll probably be changed again at some stage. So yeah, I was going to say they're, they're allowed to take that fancy ups. I know, I know exactly. So yeah, it's it's yeah, it's it's it'll it'll change, but I'll probably be well retired by then. <laughs> <laughs> so, Cole, you're you're one of a very select band of Blues keepers that have actually played in European competition. So how how was that? Because I mean that from a personal point of view, I've been going. I mean, showing my age. So I first went up in '79, and. Uh, and I've had some pain, some serious pain over the years. So when we actually got into the, you oh, know, European, it, it was, was I mean, mental at St Andrews. Yeah. How was it for you? Up until John Inspector's back pass against Maribor, it was it was <laughs> all right. I really enjoyed it. I went to the ground to fucking not sorry for sorry to swallow me up at that stage. But uh, no, we ended up winning two one. But no, it was. Look, it, it was a hot, especially one of the highlights of the Blues career playing in Europe. Uh, to this day, I'm I'm at Killian Lawn at the moment, and Berkey 
Chris Burke is here with me as well. So oh, brilliant. Still, we were talking about it, I said it was probably last month, maybe. Uh, we we're talking about it and how we didn't qualify with oh, was it 10 uh, points? Yeah. 10 yeah. points or something like that? Yeah. 11 points? Like how we didn't qualify at a group with, with that many points. Must have been something fishy going on the last game when we were playing each other, a little <laughs> nil-nil draw or one-one draw, whatever it was. But no, it was, yeah. it was fantastic. And seeing St Andrews fall was was the night of was a uh, who was the team when we played when Nathan scored that long distance shot. I think uh, in was the qualifier. Bruce? I mean, no, uh, not Bruce. It was the qualifier one when to get into the. Uh, oh, was it? Don't know. Mid- oh, come on, Madeira. Come on, Tom. Madeira. It was Madeira. Madeira team, no? Um, they played in black and white. I remember. I can yeah. see it in my head now. I don't remember. I think, who it was. Over there. I think we drew one one over there. And we brought back St Andrews and we won. And obviously, then we got into the group stage. It was something uh, national, I think. National, that's it. National, yeah. national, national. There you go, Tom. Madeira. Thank you. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> Wikipedia, so good. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, not was, uh, yeah, it was full St. Andrews. And then even playing in, in the group games, I think I played three. Was it Bruges? I think Bruges at home, Maribor away. Braga. Maribor home as well, Braga. Was Braga, yeah. We should. Well, I'm saying we should have got a group. We weren't. We we're nowhere near favourites to get out of the group, but no, no. Getting t- getting ten points, and obviously the ninety hundredth minute winner in Bruges, whatever minute. Oh was, yeah. The, and see the fans. Yeah. And First the English fans team to street. beat Bruges away. Sorry, say that again. First English team to beat Bruges away. Was it? Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was some night. I can imagine it was some night for the fans as well. Seeing seeing them. The way they reacted, because I remember looking at one stage, looking over, and they were opening. I think the top tier was full, so they kept piling in, and they. Opened, I think they ended up opening the bottom tier. It was. Yeah. It was, it was some night, and one we enjoyed, and certainly I can imagine the fans enjoyed. So, so when you say you enjoyed it, um, to to what extent? Last with a winner, get get getting the winner. Uh, was it Woody or Kingy getting the winner? And then I think the uh, the flight back on the plane was was a bit rowdy and a, a, few, a few alcoholic beverages have that. Well, so, uh, no, it was it was one of them. But no, it was it was fantastic because not many players can say they've they've played in Europe, can they? So it's to play with obviously coming through the academy and yeah to, to win the Carling Cup and then get into Europe was was fantastic. Yeah, absolutely, and I think for for all Blues fans, that's very much the sort of the the halcyon days. And I think you know when when Hewton came in, I think some of the football we played that season was just you know exceptional. Yeah. And obviously, he's gone on to to have an incredibly sort of strong managerial career. So, but so then after that, how were things? You know, as you got got towards the 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 sort of the end of your your time with Blues, what what was? How did that sort of play out? Uh, yeah, it was all right. I was still there for a, we had about four years, uh, and then yeah, obviously Lee Lee come in after Chrissy. We had Randolph, uh, and then was it Rowett? I think I was there for only half a year with Gary, and and ended up moving on. To to be honest, I loved it at Blues, and I didn't play as much football as I like. I liked to. I probably played. I 
a number of probably played more cup games than I have for the league games. So, uh, well, at the time it was difficult for me to move just because of family. Yeah, me lad, me, me youngest at the time wasn't wasn't very well, and 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 it was difficult to sort of try and move away and 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 keep going. So, I decided to stay, and look, it was it was still a big club at the time, and it was it was fantastic for me. So. Uh, the club were great. They knew they, I needed time off. I needed time off with my son being ill. They let yep. me have it, so it needed to be done. And he got sort of better. And I just thought then, you know what? I fancy trying to play in for a few years. So then I moved on to Blackpool and uh, moved on to Bradford. Then with a good couple of years, but but one not regret is uh, I always wanted to come back to you know, play in front of Senna because I never got to say. Sort of goodbye, really. Yeah. So I had the end of season awards where I sort of said, "Look, I'll probably be leaving," but I've never sort of had in front of the fans to say thank you or or, or whatever for the it was a thirteen, fourteen years that I was there for County Academy as well. Yeah. Uh, and it nearly happened getting to the playoff final with Bradford City the one year, and Millwall beating us, but they ended up getting up, and it would have been so good to come back to the full St Andrews and. Yeah, and just obviously see the yeah. fans and, and play in front of the fans once more. Yeah, and and I think that that um, the fans that were sort of knocking around from you know from as you say when you signed, um, just certainly from the youth point of view, and all those years you were always sort of a mainstay in and around the club, and yeah. you know certainly uh, as you, a testament to to the performances, some of the games you played in are the biggest you know in the in the history of the club, you know certainly recent history. So uh, yeah, there's absolutely no doubt that your name is is there, you know, for forever as far as Blues is concerned, Definitely, and, and yeah. down in the history of the club. So yeah, should be immensely proud of what you achieved at the club, that's for sure. And um, yeah, I, I think that those days are probably limited now with regard to you know that, that pretty close to a one club man. Um, yeah, yeah, don't sort of sort of see that again too too often. So. So what, I mean, I know you've, you've, you're doing your, you've done some um, coaching badges. So what, what does the future hold for you after Killy? Do you think? Yeah, well, uh, I'm 35, so I'm still, I still want to continue. Uh, yeah. Still, as long as my body lets me continue, I'll, I'll continue as can be. Because you're a long time retired in this game, so sure. as long as the body lets me, I'll go. But yeah, I've done my B license. Me out for your B. Uh, a couple of years ago, I was supposed to do the goalie A license, uh, but we ended up getting to the cup finalists uh, with Hearts, so that was cancelled. And but I've just started my my outfield A license. Yeah, literally on Friday. So okay. Uh, yeah, I definitely want to go into coaching and uh, see what that's got to me. Whether it's a goalie coach or whether I want to do outfields like be a manager. I'm, I'd like to be a manager, but yeah, you don't really sort of see many many goalkeepers as managers. I think the one off the top of my head is the lad at Wolves at the moment, probably. No, uh, yeah. Uh, uh, I think of Tim Flowers as well, but that's it. Yeah, Tim Flowers. Yeah, he's gonna. I think he was a Solly Hall one for a bit. So yeah, uh, yeah. I'll see. I'll see look, as I get my badges, and that's why I'm doing the outfield day as well. I want as many badges. As I can, and probably eventually I'll go. I might go in to do my pro license if, if if I do fancy going down the management route. But definitely at the moment, I just want to get my badges under me. Still play as a as a, as I am at the moment, and see what happens after that. Really. 
It'd be it's... great to see you down at Blues as a coach one day. <laughs> You know, it's a hammy CV. Yeah, let's do it. <laughs> I'll, tell, uh, I'll tell you what, there, there could be a vacancy coming up in the not too distant with uh, some of the transfers happen. But did, so, did, did you get your taste for the sort of the the outfield and uh, the outfield coaching, um, you know, doing those badges when you played up front for Blues against Shamrock Rovers? That, 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 that was it. That, that, was, <laughs> that was it. Not, not, not to do when I was younger. That was it. But just teaming them up front. <laughs> Shamrock Rovers pre-season was the highlight. I've actually done it twice for Blues, you know. I came okay. on against uh, Burton Albion in the Birmingham Senior Cup. Oh, yeah. Uh, I always remember that. And I think at the end there was only two subs. It was me and whoever. One lad's got injured, so I went on. It's similar to Dublin. Uh, I remember running in, getting... I don't know whose jersey it was. I know the one in, England, in Ireland was Ziggy's, wasn't it? Ziggy's shirt, but the, I can't remember the one who was in. But I always remember it was uh, Burton Alvin. Nigel Clough was the manager, but Brian Clough was oh, sitting Jesus. in the stands behind. <laughs> and all, all I can remember hearing Brian Clough come, What the is going on here? <laughs> uh, but I went on, yeah, but the one, one in Dublin, I had a free kick there. One, one in Dublin, I had a free kick that hit the target. and I think they had a header, and I remember the first spot, Darren kicked the ball out, first shot, it was a goal kick, I went to jump, and the centre half just come clean through the back of it, oh, oh no. No, it was good fun at the time, but I absolutely loved it, it was, good, it was good crack, and I think, all the, I can remember, was it if I score were on the pitch or something like that, or was this was it oh, a song or something like that? <laughs> uh, either on the on the pitch or they're on the, the PISS. So I can't remember which one. Was, so, uh, no, it was, it was a good laugh. And one of the other sort of notables post Blues, you, you managed to play for your country and and your club in twenty four hours. But I mean, was that some sort of? Um, Sponsored charity event you did that was what the hell's going on? What is going on? No, it wasn't. It was. Uh, I found out that I, I would have been that that I would have been playing. With Tur- we were Turkey away uh, at the at the time. We were Turkey away in Turkey. We had a game for Bradford because we were League One at the time. Yeah, it was. The game still go on in League One. There's no international break, is there? Uh, so I said, look, I'm obviously playing this game Friday. I'm back. We always fly back after the game straight in the internationals. So I was back into Ireland that early Friday morning, like Saturday morning. Uh, well, I said, look, I'll, I'll ask permission. Can I play? If I said, look, I, if I feel okay, I, I want to play because I'll still be buzzing. It was my because it was my first cap in. Yeah, the first cap was under under when I was at Blues. In, yeah, uh, I think it was two thousand seven or eight, or whatever it was. Yeah. Uh, and I was always in squads up until then, but never never played. Uh, then I, I wasn't in squads for a good three four years because I wasn't playing. Then I, I moved, went to Blackpool, went to Bradford, got back in the in the in the squad and, and got this game in Turkey. And I was just on such a high. I said, "No, man, I'm, I'm buzzing." Like, I could play a game to now. If you want to play another game now, I could play it now. So, uh, Ireland were fine at me. Because uh, I think the next game was a, 
did we have a yeah that was I think that was the last game for the international so it was you can go home and play so I went home flew flew back I think we got in about five in the morning uh four in the morning didn't I think didn't sleep when you arrive back with Ireland you go straight to the hotel they have a bed there for you if you if you want a bed but they always put a fry on so I had a nice fry up <laughs> okay. <laughs> had a nice, nice fry up. Let uh, me fry back to the airport. Didn't sleep. Went on, can't sleep on planes. So I just went home. I think I landed about eight o'clock, nine o'clock. Went to bed for two hours. Back in Bradford, got off, went to the game, and we ended up winning one nil, clean sheets. I was, it wasn't that bad. And, and I think I'm dead that night. Though. That night, then after that game, I, I don't think I could feel my legs or anything. It was, it was <laughs> shot. So it was no, it was it was it was good, and it, I think the club were happy, and it was it was nice, nice media, to, uh, positive media at the time. Yeah, I mean, I it, I think it is. Well, it's, it is a one-off, a complete one-off, and 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 was it, it, it was a clean sheet in Turkey as well, wasn't it? No, we no, did it one nil. One nil, yeah, that, we lost one yeah. nil. They scored a late enough goal. Uh, we ended up losing one nil, and it was, it was disappointing. But I was just still, and I actually played all right. Played well that game for Ireland as well. So I was just buzzing that I got another cap, and yeah, uh, it was. I'm just on a, on a high. Do you know what I mean? For not playing for so long for Ireland, it was just so good to get back. Because it's anyone's dream been a football, obviously dreaming been a professional footballer and. Once you're there, your, your sort of second dream is to play for your country. So, yeah, uh, no, it's two things I'm, I'm very proud of. Did of. Rightly so. So be, before we before we let you go, I mean, it's been fantastic, Re- really, really, really good. Um, and, and as I said, I, I think the just the, the length of time you're at Blues is just unbelievable. And yeah, I, I do hope that that we see you back there. Um, yeah, I mean, it'd be interesting if you came in as a maybe an opposition coach, and then you could taste, <laughs> taste what would like, the hospitality yeah. from that side. I don't think I might get a little a little clap when I walk out. But <laughs> walking down a full time could be a bit of abuse. So. Uh, anything bad I've done, they could bring, I'm sure they'd bring back up. No, I I, I think you're definitely one of those players that uh, yeah, you, you'd be roundly applauded and rightly so. Yeah. So before. Before I let you go, just a, a few quick-fire questions. So, in your time with Blues, who was the best manager, do you think, or the one that you got on with the most while you were there? Uh, probably, it's a tough one, because I've had so many. So. <laughs> Chris, Chris, Chrissy was obviously obviously really good, because I think at the time, the managing sort of was just sort of changing. It was a lot of video technology was coming in and stuff like that. So, Chrissy... To be fair, it was really good, but the one I'd probably have to look back on is is just Brucey because of he gave me my debut and yeah. got me involved with Birmingham. So I think he was obviously Trevor fans at the start, but I only had him there for two months, so I wasn't involved under yeah. him. So Brucey, I'd have to go with just pure because of getting me in and giving me a chance in the first team, and obviously in death that, that that he did that for me. Sure, and, and and best player you played with? Oh, that's a tough one. Uh, should have done my research on these questions. Uh, I don't know. It's, I used to like 
Stephen Kerr was just oh. the dedicated, just yeah, he gave everything. He obviously went out of the game was for a year, or whatever, true injury, and how no one picked him up. And obviously, coming to train, I remember seeing him. Uh, obviously, he, he was still, I wouldn't say a legend in my eyes, but playing for Ireland, I always thought, oh, he's, he's decent. Yeah. Playing Tottenham, playing Newcastle, he's had a decent career. We ended up signing him. Everyone thought, oh, he'll be no good. He'll be crocs. He hasn't played for this long. Yeah. But to come in and done what he's done and to lift the curling cup as well was was special. And everyone will probably go down and say, oh, Christoph Dugary in his time and, and stuff like that. But the one I would sort of pick would, would have been Carey just for the way he's all yeah. over around the training ground, how dedicated yeah. he was, how physical, fit. He was just, he was just, not human, he was just like machine, like it was it was scary, it was, it was top block as well. Yeah. And the Villa fans. Yeah, yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he went right up in lads rest. <laughs> <laughs> and best keeper during your time, obviously you were sort of in and around a lot of blues. Yeah. Who was sort of who would you look up to? I had Obviously, it was Nico and, and Benno. Then Mike sort of come in. Mike was up there. How, some top international keepers, you know what I mean? It's mm-hmm. I know I was second choice to a lot of them, but it's, it wasn't like I was second choice to poor keepers. It was yeah. top, it, top international. Like Mike's got, what, 90 caps for Northern Ireland or whatever it yeah. is. Uh, and you had, you had Fozzie, who's played oh. for England at the time. Joe Hack comes in on loan for a year. Butland come. <laughs> So it was yeah, it was difficult even when Boas come in, he was he was at Wales, he was Welsh he played for Wales a few times. So everyone that's Randolph, all top international keepers, but yeah, uh, yeah, I think probably I don't know, I think Joe probably just him and him and Fozzie were close, Mike as well, but just probably Joe Edge just I remember he actually struggled when he came in to start with. Yeah. Uh, first couple of games, he, he sort of struggled. And Dean McLeish was 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 quite unsure what to do because I think what, a third or fourth game into the season was Man City. Yeah. And Mike played the Man City game. I think we drew away nil-nil. And I think the manager was oohing and ahhing whether to keep Mike in or to throw Joe back in. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so it was touch and go, and he, he decided to put Joe back in. Next game was Liverpool at Anfield, and I think Joe had a absolute worldy, had man of the match yeah. in it for the rest of that season. And he was by far our best player. I think he ended up getting Player of the Year, and he was mm. he was he was top lock. Yeah, it was some of the saves he was making was, was absolutely ridiculous. It was that proper spread Schmeichel-esque sort of mm. stance he used to come out and block the ball where it was it was good so yeah it was it was probably Joe just edges it yeah he was brilliant on that unbeaten run that season uh, I think it was yeah. a 10 game unbeaten run something like that uh, I remember him in <laughs> yeah I think were we top top we were ninth eighth or ninth or we probably yeah. reached the first 40 point mark February was it February mark we reached yeah, point, definitely. it was like Hopefully, I was like, right, see you Thursday. (laughs) (laughs) We're safe. But no, it was was phenomenal, wasn't it? It was that year, I think it was their highest ever finish in the Premier League that that, that year. It was was just, we were 
everything we did, we just signed some good players. We had Fergie. Fergie was oh. in class for us that year as well. And yeah, we had some we had some decent players. It was just it was just good time to be involved in it. And finally, over all the time that you're at Blues, who was your best mate? Not necessarily your, your player-wise, but who was the guy that was with you and, you know, you had the crack with? Uh, probably Mike. Mike was probably the the one I sort of got on. We had a little, I'm well into my golf. I love my golf. Yeah. We had a little, we had a little golf school going. We used to play at the Belfry at the time. Nice. Uh, so it was me, Mike, Carey. Uh, Craig Gardner played a little bit Kev Phillips played a little bit but the majority was me, Mike, Carey Lee Boyer and Roger Johnson Okay. Were, so we had a good little group of, of golfers so it was day off every Wednesday nice other than rain, even if it was frosty or cold or whatever, we'd still rock up but rain, no, we didn't do the rain so uh, <laughs> no, we used to probably Mike used to get on I'm probably the the best way to be honest. So so on the tenth at the Abel Free, you a layup man or do you straight for it? Oh, you, you gotta go straight for it. <laughs> <laughs> That's just up the road from me, actually. The Belfry. <laughs> no, I, I yeah. used I used to get me uh, I used to get me niner now and hit the green with me niner from. <laughs> get off. Yeah. No, somehow I, I listen. I haven't played it for years, but now it was yeah. You have to. Oh, I think no. probably now and, now and again you laid up, but it depends on how your round was going. If yeah. you're doing really, really well, you're like, right, I'm laying up. I'm not ruining the scorecard. <laughs> but if you're having a shot, it's like, right, I'm just going to let rip, try and get on the green and yeah, and, and do it. But yeah, I probably made a couple of green, but there was a bunker on the right side at the time as well. It was nine times out of ten, you ended up in that bunker or going bloody straight, straight. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> out of bounds. Yeah, and, and and I think it's the 18th, isn't it, with the plaque on the fairway where yeah. you try and sort of reenact the shot. Yeah, I, I don't. I've never. I, I tend to top it. I think it was Ben Hogan. It was at the time, but yeah, some holes. I was probably never in the position to do that because I'd hit me uh, rescue or a tree or whatever was off the tee and go to the bunker straight, and then I'm having to chip out of the bunker and then. Then go across. So, uh, <laughs> no, it was it was some course, some course. Who was the best really golfer at Blues? Uh, we all, we all, we had a decent school. I think uh, I think me and Mike were off around the six mark. Uh, Lee Boyer was off the nine, eight, nine. Roger was similar, eight, nine, ten. But Carrie, I think Carrie ended up getting down to three, three or four. So Carrie was <laughs> for being a, a little. Little right stocky stocky guy right back. You think, oh, he won't hit that for he could absolutely munch it, but he was he was yeah, it was decent. He was just all around good good at any sport, anything he played, so yeah. Uh, no, it was it was probably carry, but no, we had a good little school. Brilliant. Right, Cole, well that that's thank you so much for joining us. We had that's been absolutely a brilliant insight into, you know, as I said, a wonderful career at Blues and uh yeah, hopefully that you will get your, your chance to sort of say say that sort of the farewell to the fans at one point. I'm sure, you know, if you come back mm-hmm. in a coaching capacity, you would you 100% get that. So really appreciate you taking the time to, to speak to us today. No, it's been good, lads. Enjoyed it. Anytime, just let me know. It's, it's not a bother. I really enjoyed it. And it was, it, was, it was good to be involved. Yeah, brilliant. Cheers, darling. Yeah.
Right. Well, thank, thanks for everybody for listening. I hope you enjoyed that. Obviously, absolute blues legend. And uh, yeah, when the, we'll be looking to do more of these with lots and lots of players and, and get the insights into, I guess, what meant uh, playing for blues meant to these the fantastic players that we've had in our history. So, um, yeah, this pod will drop soon and enjoy it. And we will uh, speak once again in the future. Cheers. Thanks. Bye bye. Podcast Network. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW group. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.